Hud one, hud two, it's time to go. We come through on fourth and inches, and we'll stop until we scope. Had the game ahead, locked and put it in the figure four. We ain't worried about a hater, baby, we just build and grow. The Joe and Joey show, football, b-ball fights, pick a topic like a Khabib on his run. Yeah, they tried, but couldn't stop us. Watch us, yeah, we rockin', hot as Puerto Rico, we the wave. Go on and place your bets, check the over-under, we the fade. Yeah. There's no debate, we the greatest, but we debating your favorites Greater raising points of discussion, then we push it Feeling like Michael Jordan with the Bulls Feeling like I'm about to raise KG with the Timberwolves I'm getting pulled in all kinds of directions To the game, yeah, you know that that's the best one So just watch or just listen to the guys Tune in to the show, Joe and Joey on the ride Welcome back to the Joe and Joey Show, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are your hosts. My name is Joey. This is my co-host, Joe, over here. What's up, guys? And before we get into the show, uh, make sure you guys are following us on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, and follow us on our YouTube channel. We post daily shorts on there. So, Joe, what's the rundown for the podcast today? So, we're going to recap week 14. Um, we're going to go over UFC 296. Yep, Leon be, versus Colby. That'll be pretty good. That'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. Last UFC event of the year. And then we're going to go over some trending topics that we like to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we got some good trending topics today, so that'll be a fun segment to recap the show. Let's get it. But let's recap NFL Week 14, right? Let's go. I think the biggest headline of the week is the Cowboys blowing out the Eagles. Give me your thoughts on that game. I'm just I'm I'm really impressed with Dak Prescott the way he's playing. Um, we were talking earlier. I just think he he's just taking what the defense is giving him. He's not forcing anything. You know, I I hear a lot of people say about not just Dak but other quarterbacks this year. They're playing the position how it's supposed to be played. Um, you know, we saw Josh Allen kind of force some stuff today, do Superman stuff, and I said he's not gonna last playing like that. Yep. Dak's not running anymore. He's protecting himself. He's protecting his body. The O-line is protecting him. He's playing the position how you want it to be played mm-hmm. in the pocket. So I, I'm just really impressed with the Cowboys, man. C.D. Lamb is like, he when he said he's the best receiver in the NFL, that's obviously debatable. C.D. Lamb's definitely a top five receiver in my opinion. Yeah, this I year. I would say he's more like on the five, six range, but he's definitely top guy for sure. And he's young, man. He's like up and coming. Like Tyreek's on the back end of his career. You know, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson's banged up again. CeeDee Lamb is here, man. He's he's dominating in every game he plays in. He's He looks like the best player on the field almost every game. Um, I don't the, know if he's better than A.J. Brown, though, when A.J. Brown's rolling, but he's he's right there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, lately, like, the, the numbers he's putting up and... He's been know. playing better as of late than A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown had a hotter start, but he's, you know, turning it on these last couple of games and... Might finish number two in receiving yards behind Tyreek Hill this year. So Yeah, and, and Dallas's defense looks really good. Micah Parsons, one of the best players in the NFL. Um, Dan Quinn is the coordinator. So I, I like what I'm seeing from Dallas, but I like what I'm seeing from the 49ers too. <laughs> yeah, 49ers are rolling too. They uh, destroyed the Seahawks again. No Geno Smith in that game. But circling back to the Cowboys, so they're going to be ahead of the Eagles in the NFC East, right? Both 10 and three after that game. Do you see the Eagles bouncing back after two losses in a row to two elite teams and ultimately winning the division? Or do you see the Cowboys um, just continuing their trend and winning the division? I, I got to pull up the schedule. I heard Chris Collinsworth say that the, 
the Cowboys are about to run the gauntlet. But um, does it matter though? Like, even if the Cowboys have their strength, of schedule is harder than the Eagles. Do you? S- I mean, they're rolling right now. They just mopped the Eagles by thirty points. Yeah, I think it matters a little bit. I, you know, I know the Cowboys have to come to Miami and play the Dolphins in Miami. That's going to be a hot. That's going to be a tough game. No objectivity there, though, for you. No, of course I'm not. Being a Miami Dolphins fan, they got to go <laughs> up to Buffalo. Like the the Cowboys have a hard schedule. The Eagles are playing the Cardinals, the Giants, and they play the Seahawks next week. They could, they could, they're probably going to roll that. Yeah. So the Cowboys got to win out to win the division. Yeah, and I'm gonna pull up the Cowboys schedule real quick. They got the Bills in Buffalo next week. Then they're I at think they the Dolphins. Win. They can win that game. Yeah, it's gonna be tough though. That's tougher than at the Dolphins. Then they got the Lions at home. So they're, you know, that that's a little more difficult. But can the Cowboys win every game they play? Right now, it looks like they can. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Philly to win the division. Do you think uh, this game though? Was more about the did this tell you more about the Eagles or the Cowboys? Because for me, this told me more about the Eagles and that their defense is not good. Yeah, and that they can't win a Super Bowl with this defense and how they're playing right now. Yeah, I I think they can clean it up. I agree with you though. I think it did tell us more about the Eagles' defensive struggles, particularly in the secondary. I think the Eagles have a a really good defensive line. Um, they got the veterans, Cox, Brandon Graham, um, Jalen Carter, those guys, Jordan Davis. But I think the secondary is a huge liability for them. And they're linebackers, too. Linebackers aren't even that good. Yeah, linebackers or whatever. Darius Slay is on the back end of his career. Bradbury's kind of overrated. We've heard that from almost everybody. And it doesn't even seem like the safety they picked up from Tennessee, Byard, he's not really like impacting the game like they thought he would. Yeah, um, he's older, too. He's on the back end. They, They're... They have a chance, but they're not a lock to go back to the Super Bowl like everybody thought. Yep. And this is the time of the year where you want to see teams get hot. You don't want to see them fade, and the Eagles are fading. Yeah. Like, and it seemed like all their wins early on in the year were very close, and they were kind of playing to the level of their competition, and they were like skating by. But these last two uh, weeks are very concerning. Their defense has just got obliterated the offense can't get rolling like even the eagles offense only 13 points yeah and jalen hurts is turning the ball over he's trying i think he's pressing a little bit right now he's trying to do too much um when you don't really have to with that offensive line he's going to be protected you know he's fumbling the ball you know scrambling rushing i'd like to see them get back on the ground and establish the run with that dominant offensive line that Mm -hmm. they have and and just go from there you know deandre swift get him more involved they have other backs too, mm-hmm. Gainwell, and then you know they just got Goddard back. They're going to be fine. I'm not worried about the Eagles, but I don't think. I mean, they're obviously not the favorite anymore in the NFC. Yeah, if the Eagles have to go on the road in the playoffs and play the Niners or the Cowboys on the road, they're cooked. They're done. Yeah, they have to get that home field advantage. They have to run the table and hope the Niners lose one more game so they can get the one seed. If not, I don't think they can go back to the Super Bowl. I don't think they can win. A road playoff game in Dallas or San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl. I don't see it. Yeah. I mean, we heard Debo Samuel say at the beginning of the season, if they would have had Purdy in the playoffs last year, they were saying they would have rolled um, Mm -hmm. the Eagles, and they just rolled the Eagles last week in Philly. So there's some validity to what he said. I still think San Francisco is the front runner in the NFC, but Dallas is number two. Knocking on the door. At the moment, yeah. I agree. Other headlines, week 14. Let's talk about the Chiefs and Bills game. Pretty close game all the way through. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had a absolute meltdown at the end of the game. I mean, that was ridiculous, dude. Like, honestly. Yeah. 
Um, tell me your thoughts about that game. Will the Bills bounce back and potentially maybe make a wild card? Or will they like continue to falter and will the Chiefs like maybe like bounce back? What do you think? Start with the Bills first. I think the Bills have obviously have the potential to to bounce back and make a, a wild card run. They have the hard schedule down the stretch too. Yeah, they have to run the gauntlet. They still have to go to Miami. Josh Allen's gonna have to be like Superman the rest of the way. Right. In order for that team to make the playoffs, but they, they do have a shot, right? Because they're fighting with teams like the Steelers and the Browns and the Colts and they could they could still push for that that wild card spot for sure. Yeah, the Bills last four games, they're at home against the Cowboys next week. That's gonna be a tough game. That that's a coin flip. Then they're at the Chargers. Justin Herbert just broke his finger. They're the Chargers are yeah, done. The Chargers for the are cooked. Yeah, they're done. They're gonna win that game. Then they got the Patriots at home. They're gonna beat the Patriots. And then they have to go to Miami. So the Bills, I don't love it for the Bills. I think some of those other wild card teams have easier schedules to the wild card. But I mean, you got Josh Allen, like we always say, he makes plays. Some like that throw he had today, rolling to the left out of bounds and mm -hmm. throwing a strike like 30 yards down the field. Nobody could have made that throw. Yeah, no, Josh Allen, when he's rolling, his ceiling is just as high as anybody's. But, you know, he's a gambler. He's a gunslinger, bro. He'll throw picks. He's like the modern-day Brett Favre, but just the, like, modern version, like, athletic and can do everything, you know, so. Yeah, and I don't like what I'm seeing from Diggs as well. Diggs looks like he's checked out for the year. I think his brother, Trayvon Diggs, is, is trying to speak for him on Twitter, and it, you know... It, that stuff's not supposed to affect you, but I think it has affected him a little bit. But that's how he really feels, though. If not, his brother wouldn't be saying that. If Diggs doesn't really feel that way, and then you had the whole off-season like issue, and he didn't want to be there, so that that's really how he feels. Honestly. Yeah. If I, that's fine, if you feel that way, but you're still a professional athlete, you're getting paid tens of millions of dollars a year to go out and play a kids' football game. Mm -hmm. You have to go out there and at least show that you're giving 110 yep. percent for. For that city, that fan base that's embraced you since you got there, like Bill's Mafia has embraced yeah. you, at least go out and give your your best effort. So I, I don't like it for the Bills. It was a good win for them today. That's a big win for them, though. I mean, you know, that was their season pretty much. And, you know, they're in it. They're in the wild card race. Yeah, and I don't like what I'm seeing with Kansas City. I even saw on, on social media, Mahomes went up to Josh Allen after the game. You know, Josh Allen's a pretty humble, respectful dude. And Mahomes, he the first thing he said to Josh Allen is that was a bullshit call, man. I'm so pissed. God, Mahomes acted like such a such a beta dude. Like he's the modern day LeBron. He's the NFL LeBron James. Cries about every call. The Chiefs get literally they get every single call, and like when they don't get one call or one call goes against him, he like has a complete meltdown. And it's it's not a BS call. I mean, there's people saying that it should have been called before you know the ball was snapped or whatever the flag thrown, but. But I, I, the guy was clearly offside. I mean, you know, to play devil's advocate too. I mean, Mahomes shouldn't have acted that way. But he's super competitive at the same time. He's the best player in the NFL. You know, he wants to win. He loves winning. I'd rather a player be passionate like that than be checked out like Stefan Diggs, honestly, because yeah. Mahomes really cares. So I agree. I mean, that's good to see like a player like that really care. And you know, it's not all about money for him. He really like cares about wins and losses. You can tell. So. It's good. It come, There's good and bad with that, but I'm almost going to like slam whoever the Chiefs play next week on the money line spread. I mean, that th I can't see three losses in a row from Reed and Patrick Mahomes, but 
their team is there to me they don't have a chance to win the super bowl they have their offensive weapons are awful yep their receivers are costing them games dropping passes kelsey looks on the older side pacheco's hurt mahomes is having a down year really their defense is keeping them in every single game yeah and their defense doesn't have big name stars you know they have chris jones you know probably a hall of famer but the defense is playing really well though yeah their defense has been carrying them this year I don't know if they can keep doing that, especially when they get into the postseason. Like, mm-hmm. they can carry them through the regular season because they're the Chiefs, but when they play the elite offenses, like, they gotta, they're going to have to see Miami again, Baltimore. Like, I don't, I don't think, you know, a healthy Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, I don't think the defense is necessarily going to be able to carry them. But the defense has shown that it can stop elite teams, right? Like, Dolphins score around 17 to 20. The... Bills score 20 points. They're holding like elite top-notch quarterbacks and offenses to 20 points. The problem with Kansas City is not the defense. It's the offense. Yep. The offense is the problem. Mahomes is, he looks shaky out there. He doesn't trust his wide receivers. His pick totals are a little bit higher this year. Kadarius Toney is just, he's cost them two games now. He cost them this game. With the, I mean, that's unacceptable. You, you check with the ref before. Every play. Every receiver does that, and he didn't do that. And he was literally right over the ball, and he couldn't see he was over the ball. I mean, that's unacceptable. And then he had drops, too. He cost him that game, and he cost him the Lions game, the first game of the year. Yep. Literally, if he didn't play, they would be two games up in the column, and they'd be like the number one seed. But he's going to cost them the Super Bowl this year. I mean, it's unacceptable. I, I can't sit here and say I saw it coming because I'm going to be honest. Last year, I didn't think the Chiefs were even going to make the playoffs last year, and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a bad take. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know. That was a bad take. I knew the Chiefs weren't going to just breeze right through the AFC this year the way the AFC is constructed now, but I didn't think that their receivers were going to be costing them games. I thought it was going to be the other way around. Yep. I thought the defense was going to be – average below average and they were just going to win shootouts but it's the complete opposite so that's that's concerning because Andy Reid is a offensive coach you're yeah. not supposed to have those issues with Andy Reid at the helm receivers dropping passes I think Valdez Scantling cost kind of cost them the game last week in Green Bay with a big drop in the end zone so that's that's really concerning yeah definitely Other headline games, let's dive into the Rams and Ravens game. Big win for the Ravens. Um, You know, they're fighting for that one or two seed with the Dolphins. Ravens really needed that win, and they got the win. I think the one seed's going to come down to that Ravens and Dolphins game in the AFC. I think two weeks from now, because it's two weeks, right? Two weeks from now. That's going to be a huge game in Baltimore. Pretty much for the number one seed. Um, tell me your thoughts. Uh, are you impressed with the Ravens? Because they seem to be winning these games. But I don't I don't know. There's something iffy about this team. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, I, I think I am impressed with the Ravens as a whole, as an organization, as a team. Yeah, I mean, um, Harbaugh on the organization for sure. Yeah. Top notch. Harbaugh, top notch. Um, general manager, Ozzie Newsom's retired now, but he built that roster. He built all the Ravens Super Bowl rosters. So he, you know, his fingerprints are still on this team, but you know, Mark Andrews being gone, that's going to hurt them in the playoffs. That's Lamar's safety blanket. But you know, you got young guys stepping up. You got Zay Flowers who stepped up towards the end of that game. Likely played good. Likely's playing well. Odell looks to be 
you know, not a shell of himself anymore. He's playing better the last couple of weeks, so yeah, they're getting him involved more for sure. And the offensive line, the center had a bad snap, you know, safety today. But that offensive line is really why the Ravens are doing so well. They're able to protect Lamar. Lamar doesn't have to be Superman, MVP Lamar anymore to, you know, kind of will his way to the win. And then Roquan Smith was a huge trade last season. I think it was last season, maybe two seasons ago. But he's leading that defense. Um, Davian Clowney was a big pickup. I'm impressed with the Ravens. I'm not scared of the Ravens, though. Obviously, we're biased, but I think I honestly think the Dolphins are the <laughs> the best team. The way I see the AFC unfolding right now, um, pretty much from what I've seen this week and the last couple of weeks and the way teams are trending, I see it's trending towards a Ravens-Dolphins AFC championship game. Yep. And that game that they play two weeks from now is probably going to be a rematch, and the home field advantage is going to be like so critical for both of those teams because Dolphins are a way better team at home. They have a massive home field advantage. They're undefeated at home. And I mean, AFC Championship, we want to be at home. It's hard to win on the road in the AFC Championship game. It really is. So I I honestly think the winner of the AFC is going to come down to that regular season Dolphins and Ravens game. Whoever wins that game, I think, is probably going to go to the Super Bowl. That's how it looks. Yeah, I agree. Just the way it's unfolding. Burrow out for the year. Chiefs, I'm not counting the Chiefs out yet, but they don't look good. Buffalo might not even make the playoffs, so it's lining up for Dolphins, Ravens. And the Jags are sliding a little bit, so. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is hurt. He's he's still, I, I'm not counting the Jags out either. It, to me, it's a, a three or four team race, obviously, Chiefs. I really only see two, and I think right now the two most healthiest and complete teams is Dolphins and Ravens. Yeah. That's what I see. Have you seen have you seen that meme that's going around the internet that the color of the Super Bowl logo has predicted the last like five Super Bowl like matchups? Yeah, I've seen and that. right now that it's like a Ravens 49ers yeah. like color scheme. So I mean I could see that Super Bowl happening. Ravens 49ers for sure. If there's any other person I want to see in the Super Bowl besides the Dolphins, it's Lamar Jackson, obviously. Yeah. But I think barring injury, I think the 49ers are the clear Super Bowl winner this year. Favorite. They have the best roster. They should win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Barring like injuries, right? So Brock Purdy's throwing dots. You know, he's he's he looks like he did in college. He's accurate, man. That's all you need. You don't need mm-hmm. Superman back there. Just put the ball where it needs to go and do your job and the 49ers are gonna roll. And people call him like a system quarterback and whoever gets in that quarterback's gonna ball, but like he's elevated from what Jimmy Garoppolo's done. He's playing a lot better than when Jimmy G was like in that system. Yeah. I trust him a lot more. He's better. He's a better quarterback. Yeah. You younger, more athletic, more and he's, accurate. He's dealing, bro. Like the throw he made to Debo right on the money, put it in stride. George Kittle. I mean, he's he's rolling right now to Brock Purdy. Yeah, he's got a chip on his shoulder too. He was I think he was Mr. Irrelevant, the last yeah, pick Mr. in the draft. Yep. For sure. Other headline games, uh, 49ers destroyed the Seahawks. Not much to talk about there. Broncos win. Herbert got hurt. That's that's tough for the Chargers. Their season's done. I, yeah. I, I think they were in the hunt, but I don't believe in them. I do like how the Broncos are trending, though. I think the Broncos are going to make the playoffs. They somehow miraculously, I don't know how they did it, after getting that 70 bomb put on them by the Dolphins. I don't know how they turned their season around and everybody was writing off Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, but 
they didn't lose uh they didn't lose hope they didn't lose faith uh, they didn't lose the locker room and they're going to be a wild card team yeah I think. yeah and th- and they're one game away from winning the division they're only a game behind Kansas City Kansas City's eight and five Broncos are seven and six so they're right there Browns are eight and five as well transitioning to that game and that put the Jags at eight and five also um that was very concerning that game for me Jacksonville looked terrible in that game the last two weeks their defense has gotten exposed their defense was great all year but the last two games are Pretty concerning. I mean, when Joe Flacco's getting signed off the street and thrown for 350 and three, I mean, that's concerning. Yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, you know. But, but he's like 40 years old. How but the he's hell 40, is he throwing for 350 and three on a on a young Jacksonville defense has been playing well all year? Yeah. I mean, Flacco, you know, I, I think he, he's not going to do that consistently, but you put him on a team with weapons like Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and Joku, you know, a good offensive line. That can happen, you know, any given Sunday. But to me, that's a bad sign for Jacksonville. They just lost to Jake Browning and Joe Flacco two games in a row. Yeah. Like, when you put it just in that, like, context, it's it's pretty that's bad. It's concerning. The alarm should be going off for Jacksonville for sure. Yeah. Um, I think they can turn it around. I wouldn't even brought Trevor Lawrence back for this game. I would have just let him heal up. You didn't win the game anyway, and now you've risked or made his ankle worse mm-hmm. when he could have just been resting, but... Yeah, I, I think Jacksonville, I'm not counting them out to win the AFC because they're not going to win the AFC. They can. They're down two two games in the in the column, the win-loss column to the number one team. So I don't know. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't mean win like the first seed. I just mean. Are we talking about win like overall? Yeah, like go to the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't see it. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is playing good enough and the defense is declining like week by week. I just, I don't really see it. And. Honestly, they're not playing well, but they're going to walk into the division title yep. just because uh, C.J. Stroud got hurt this week, concussion. He's going to be out next week, maybe two weeks. So they're going to walk into the division title. The Texans are one game back. I mean, they're probably going to falter and miss the playoffs probably now, unfortunately. Yeah, so. that sucks for them. Which sucks. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't like what I'm seeing from Jacksonville. I think a wild card team can upset them in the first round. In Jacksonville? I think so, yeah. Like, if you put the same matchup, like Browns, Jags, I mean, I think the Browns can go into Jacksonville and win that game. Yeah. I could see the Broncos going into Jacksonville and winning that oh, game. Oh, absolutely. Or so, even maybe the Chiefs, if the Broncos win the division. Or the Chiefs. Yeah, man. that's They're going to they're gonna get a, a tough first-round matchup. Maybe the Bills. I, I could see the Bills going into Jacksonville. Jacksonville played them in London and... You know, they beat them barely, but still, I mean, the way Josh Allen, if you get a hot Josh Allen that week, they could lose that game for sure. Yeah, hot Josh Allen could be anybody. Because Trevor Lawrence is, you know, he could throw some picks too now, so. Yep. I don't know. I don't like how they're playing, especially when the season's winding down and they're just trending in the wrong way. I just That's a good point. I could see them. I could definitely see them losing. All right. Uh, one more game. Let's talk about this game. Bucks and Falcons. They're both six and seven now. I think the Saints are six and seven as well. So all three of them are six and seven. Three way tie right now for first place. I think the the Falcons have the tiebreaker right now for first. But you know, this is gonna come they're all six and seven. It's gonna come down to probably the last game of the season. Out of those three teams, Falcons, Saints, Bucks, who's winning the division? 
man, after, after seeing what the Bucks did today, you know, with Baker Mayfield, I don't know if he's going to be able to consistently do it, but I'm going to roll with the Bucks. They still got a lot of guys from that Super Bowl team, Mike Evans, the defense, you know, do I love the pick? No, but I just think they have more playoff experience, more veteran experience. Um, and, and they, they put up 30 points today in Atlanta. Atlanta's got a good defense. Yeah. I mean, that's a good pick. To me, I think the Saints are done. They're out of it. I, I'm not a believer in that team. Derek Carr's playing awful this year. The defense is really not that good. They, receivers they, they had are a freebie. They had a freebie today. They play the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. Right? The receivers are banged up. I'm not a believer in that team. To me, it comes down to Bucks and Falcons. I just think the Falcons have more talent overall. They do. They got more offensive weapons. They could have won this game today. You could even say they probably should have won the game. They split the series 1-1. Bucks won in Atlanta. Atlanta won in Tampa. Um, it's probably going to come down to strength of schedule. I have to like pull up the schedules. But I just think the Falcons have more talent, man, honestly. I don't, Baker, he's... He's good, and he played really good today. Had a nice drive at the end to win the game. I just don't like the Bucks secondary, man. They give up way too many points, and they've lost. They have bad losses on their schedule. They I do. think the Falcons are more steady, and they're better coached, and they have more weapons. So I'm gonna take Atlanta to win the division. That that's a good pick. I'm pulling up the the Bucks schedule. They're at Green Bay next week. That's probably a loss. Um, they got Jacksonville going into Tampa, and then they got the Saints. And then I'm going to pull up the Falcons real quick. So that's a tough final three games for Read them. that again. That was the Bucks. Yeah. So that's... They got the Packers. They're at the Packers next week. It's a tough game. Then they got the Jaguars coming into Tampa it's the following week. Too, damn. Yeah, and then they got the Saints coming in. So that, That's a tough uh, closing stretch. They probably got to win at least two two out of those three to yeah, and let's win pull, the division. Let's pull up the Falcons now. Falcons got the Panthers next week. Oh my God, it's a freebie. They got the Colts at home. That's that's kind of tough. And then they're at the Bears. Yeah, to me, the Falcons are going to win the division. I mean, yep. you could pull up the Saints' schedule, but the Falcons definitely have the easier schedule of those two. Let's see the Saints real quick. Saints got the Giants at home next week. They're at the Rams, then at the Bucks. So with that, to me, yeah. the Falcons have the easiest schedule. Yeah. I think that's going to play a factor. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll switch to the Falcons. The Falcons, yeah. I just think they have a better team anyway. I would rather see Atlanta in the playoffs than Tampa. Than the Bucks, yeah. Or I don't want to see the Saints in the playoffs. I don't want to see that shit. Yeah, I That's see garbage. Them. They're playing garbage football. Yep. I think that coaching that coach is going to get fired too. Yeah, they need to get a young young play caller in. And then Jameis, you know, you know what you're getting from Jameis. Derek Carr's on... But why did they pay Derek Carr that much money? He's an average quarterback. Why would you pay an average quarterback that much money? They just... I think they just wanted a bridge quarterback. They didn't want to go into rebuild mode just yet. They paid him like $100 million. That's crazy. Derek Carr is not a $100 million quarterback. Yep. You're getting like the same production out of Derek Carr that you're getting from Desmond Ritter and Baker Mayfield. Those guys are like a quarter of that contract. That That's... That's a huge miss. That's going to set that franchise back, too, yep. I think. So So we're on the Falcons. And pretty much two out of these three teams, their season is going to suck, right? It's going to be a failure, and they're not going to get a high pick. They're going to be in, like, that mid-pick and not get, like, a generational talent. So that sucks. I mean. Yeah, the Saints are about done. Kamara's getting older for a running back. Michael Thomas should have been retired already. He's done after this year. He's going to retire. Yeah. For sure. 
I mean, Olave is a good good player for them, but they just I would blow it up. The and defense is getting old. Like Lattimore's getting up there. The linebackers, um, Cam Tyron Matthews is old. Cam Jordan's old. I mean that team's. They need to blow it up. Yeah, they need to make some moves in the offseason. I would look to move a lot of those pieces for sure. I think they're going to be horrible next year, the Saints. They'll probably be worse next year. Yep. Probably get rid of a lot of those guys. They're in a tough spot. All right. Any other games you want to talk about this week? Hmm, let's, let's talk about the Dolphins and the Titans. I know we kind of already previewed it on our previous pod, but... Episode 30, check that out. Are you, are you sticking with your pick? Dolphins beat stick or is yeah, this Tannehill? Dolphin, no, man. Dolphins are gonna destroy the Titans. Yeah. I, I'm Will Levis, he had one good game. The first game he got brought in, they got some tape on him. He's playing horrible. So um So you think the Dolphins have a chance to get the one seed or you think Baltimore's just gonna No, the Dolphins definitely have a chance. They just have a hard down the stretch, their schedule's tough. They play uh who do they play next week? Jets. They play the Jets next week. That's their easiest game. And then they have the Bills, Cowboys, Ravens. That's brutal. Yeah. They have to win. Was that four games left? They have to win three out of those four to get the one seed. Yeah. We predicted their record to be 13. They have to beat the Bills. They have to beat the Jets. And they have to split. They have to win either the Ravens or the Cowboys game. I don't think they're going to win all four of those games. I think they'll drop one, maybe two. Yep. So. Um, they can only lose one of those four to get the one seed, and if they lose two, they're going to get the two seed or, yeah. or the three seed. So. I think they'll get the two. I, I think we're in a really good spot. I'm saying we like I'm on the team, but, you know, we're diehard Finns fans. I think it's exciting because, you know, we've never seen a good Dolphins team in our lifetime since we've been alive yeah. that actually has the chance to win the one seed in the AFC. Um, it It's a race with Baltimore, but, you know, if they drop two, the I think the worst case because now we've got, I think we got a two, two win game or two win lead over Kansas City and Jacksonville, who are going to be the other two division winners, along with Baltimore. Yep. So the Dolphins are going to get a home playoff game for the first time in like I don't know maybe the, twenty years. Three the Jets game they're going to blow the Jets out. The Jets suck, but three of those games are going to be. So Super hard. Like the Bills just won today. Their confidence is going up. They just beat the Chiefs. Dolphins lost to the Chiefs. And we already lost to the Bills. The Bills have had the Dolphins number four years. That's going to be a really hard game. The Buffalo game. They should pull it out. Miami at home. But yeah, it's going to be a tough. tough one. And then, you know, Baltimore is always tough. Lamar playing against his hometown team. He always looks to shine against Miami, so it's it's going to be tough for the Dolphins, honestly. See, I, I look at it different. I think, so we, the Dolphins have beat Baltimore in the past two times they played them. We beat them with Brian Flores on that Thursday night game. Um, that was two years ago, and then we beat them last year in Baltimore on that crazy comeback, two or through six touchdowns. I think that's, that's going to be the last game of the season that the Dolphins are ultimately going to have to actually press a little bit i think if they beat baltimore they're gonna lock in the one seed and they're gonna rest um the last game of the season against buffalo because they already have the one seed locked in and if they lose they're 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 already gonna have the two seed locked up so they're they're still gonna rest so i think if they the the most important game is that baltimore game 
Um, the way the Cowboys look right now, it's it's going to be tough. But be we're a at tough home game too. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Worst case scenario: say the Dolphins go two and three in their last five, and they finish eleven and six. That'll probably get them like the three seed, maybe four yeah. seed. It'll probably get them the three seed because Kansas City will probably. You know, if the Dolphins drop three, only win two out of the three, Kansas City will probably maybe it because if Kansas City finishes with eleven wins, they have the tiebreaker over the Dolphins. They beat the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't think it. I think it goes to division record first. So if the if the rec, it's not it's not head to head. It's who has the better division record first, and then if the division records are the same, then the tiebreaker is to who me. Won I can Kansas City only lost to Denver. In the in their division, and we lost to Buffalo. Yep. So then it would go to the tiebreaker in Kansas City. They had the head to head over us. Yep. So say we get the the three seed, right? Say it's like the Ravens, Kansas City, and the Dolphins get the three seed. I, to me, they can't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. If they have to go to Kansas City or go to Baltimore in the second round, there's there's no way. Yeah, I just I don't see it honestly. And Kansas City's probably gonna. Win out. They're at the Patriots next week. Then they got the Raiders at home. Then they got the Bengals at home. And then they got they're at the Chargers. But Who do they play next? Can't, it's a lock next week. Who do they play next week? Patriots. Oh my God, bro. Yeah, that's like the ultimate lock. <laughs> yeah, it's at New England. Then they got the Raiders at home. Um, then they got the Bengals at home. Jake Browning. And then they're at the Chargers. No Justin Herbert. So they're gonna. The Chiefs are gonna win out. It's gonna be tough. But let's transition to our second topic. UFC 296, let's talk about the main event. Last UFC fight card of the year, Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. Leon is a minus 150 favorite. Guys on an 11-fight win streak. That's pretty impressive. 11 fights. And then Colby Covington is 9-2 and two in his last 11. Lost to Kamaru Usman in those two losses that he had. Like I said, Leon's minus 150. How do you see this fight playing out? For the welterweight championship, one seventy. Man, it's it can go either way. Honestly, I think it's pretty even. Even though Colby hasn't fought in two years, um, I'm gonna lean towards Leon a little bit. I think Leon is a better kickboxer, a better striker, definitely a better stand-up guy. Leon, yeah, he's for sure. He's better on his feet. He's a better boxer, better kickboxer. You know, cleaner with the strikes, with the punches, more power than Colby. For yeah, sure. and when Usman fought. Colby, Usman had a hundred percent takedown defense. Like nobody ever successfully took Usman down until Colby fought him. Colby took him down, even though I don't even think they gave him the takedown in that fight. But Colby was able to get Usman down. But now Leon has developed like a a strong takedown defense as well. He's got great takedown defense. Leon Edwards very underrated. Usman, he couldn't even take him down in the third fight. In the second fight, he was taking him down at will. But you could tell he really worked on that, and he was stuffing almost everything in that third fight. Yeah. So. And he's big. Leon's a big one seventy. Six two. Yeah. That's big. I mean, Colby's big five eleven, but six two's massive for one seventy. Yeah. That's big. I just think Leon has more ways to win the yep. fight. Um, I do think this fight is going to be more competitive than Leon Usman three. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that, and that's saying a lot because that fight. Went to a decision, split decision. Leon Edwards won. He has great takedown defense. It's going to be a different fight. I think Colby, he has to push the pace. 
the entire fight. Like, he can't stop. He has to fight the same way he fought Masvidal. Like, he has to, like, pressure Leon. He can't be backing up. He has to press yep. the entire time. He has to put him up against the fence and, like, try to take him down. Yeah. And I think Colby, he fights Southpaw. I think he's a lefty. Um, the jab is going to be huge for him. Um, I don't think he's going to kick much. I think Leon's going to win. I'm just thinking about, like, you know, different striking. Leon's a better kickboxer. His, you know, he knocked Usman out with that left leg. Mm-hmm. You know, iconic knockout, I think. But he was getting dominated, though. And yeah. That entire... He probably lost every single round. Maybe won one round, but... No, he, he didn't win any rounds against he got, Usman. He got dominated versus Usman. They got the head kick. And, and it's hard to compare the third Usman and Leon fight to this fight because Usman was checked very out. cautious, checked yeah. out, coming off a massive head kick knockout KO. That can change your career, getting knocked out that bad. It did, it, for sure. Kobe's never been knocked out like that. So this is going to be more competitive than that third fight. And I do think Kobe, he's a great wrestler, All-American Wrestler College. I do think he can take him down. And I think people are underestimating Kobe Covington they're kind of just like comparing him to Usman and being like, well, Usman's better, right? And Leon beat him twice, therefore Leon's going to beat Colby. And I I still think Colby can take it. And the odds makers think so too. He's only plus 125. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying Leon's like a clear-to-cut favorite. You know, even if he was, you know, I think Sean Strickland kind of proved that the odds really don't mean anything. You know, it's kind of like that saying, any given Sunday, but... Anything can happen in a fight, really. So I think Colby, like you said, I think he can take him down. I think that's really his only chance to win. Maybe take him down and, and you know, kind of point fight him with, with takedowns. And, you know, he's, he's he has power, too. Colby has power. He can knock out Leon. He doesn't. He doesn't really have power. Colby, he doesn't have, like, many knockouts. Honestly, he's got, like, two in his whole career. Yeah, but when he hits you, you you're going to feel like He hasn't sting. really knocked anybody out in the UFC. It's all, like... Dogfight, push the pace. I I will say Colby Covington has better cardio than anybody probably in the UFC. His cardio is top notch, never gets tired, always pushing the pace. And he's beaten like knockout artists. Like he's beaten them. Yeah. He's beaten Masvidal. He's beaten Robbie Lawler. He's beaten these guys that punch very hard. So he, but if, if Colby sits at range and lets Leon just like, like win the range battle, he's going to lose. Yeah. He has to like march forward. He can't get backed up. He has to go forward. He has to push him up against the fence. And that's how he can win. But if he just like sits back and fights Usman like how he did in the Kobe Covington Usman two fight, he's gonna lose. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna knock Leon Edwards out, but I think like you said, he has insane cardio and he has enough power to do damage to Leon and then ultimately, you know, take him down. You know, maybe throw some elbows in there, and he kinda... has to he has to ragdoll him. Yeah, because um, Leon Edwards has shown that in the fourth and fifth rounds he gasses out. Colby gets stronger, in the and Colby gets and stronger in those rounds. So if Colby can n- avoid being knocked out in the first two rounds, and if this goes into the late third, fourth round, he's gonna take over. Yep, for sure. He just has to like not get hurt in the first two rounds. And he just has to go about it like he, how he did Masvidal. And he has to just dogfight him, you know, bully him, wear him out, take him down. And that's how he can win. Yeah. 
So it's a, it's a winnable fight for Colby. But I just feel like every time Leon like steps in the octagon, he's better. Yeah. So it it's going to be a close fight. I don't I don't see this fight being like an easy fight for Leon Edwards. There's no way. Yeah, I I think it's going to be Leon by decision, but I wouldn't be surprised if Colby won by decision or maybe submission or you know something like that, but I think it's better for the UFC if Colby wins. He's more marketable. Leon Edwards kind of boring, honestly. Yeah. You don't hear anything from You don't hear Leon anything. Uh, politics aside, like whatever you think, Colby's he's more of like a showman. Like he mm-hmm. puts on a show and he's more marketable than Leon Edwards. So I think the UFC wants Colby Covington to win. But I don't know, man. It, it it's so hard to pick this fight. I could see it going either way. I I would side Leon like barely, but I could see Colby winning this fight for sure. Yeah, I would probably bet Leon by decision, but I would hedge it with the Colby, you know, plus money, Colby winning. But everything we just said about this fight, the public is thinking too. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. But I think the experienced MMA fans, they're going to look at this fight and be like, Colby's got a chance to win this fight for sure. Oh, absolutely. I do think the two-year layoff, though, is going to hurt Colby. And then, you know, he he just got sucker punched by Masvidal, and he claimed he got brain damage from that. I mean, who really knows? But uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast. He had some MMA guys on that are close to Colby and saying Colby got messed up from that. So Yeah. I mean, he looks like he's in really good shape. Both of them look like Yeah, both of them look like top-notch shape, so it's going to be a really good fight for sure to end the year. So who are you rolling with? Leon? I would rather see Colby win. I think it's better for the UFC, but if I had to put money on this fight, I don't think I'm going to bet this fight because it's too close to call, but I'd probably bet Leon barely. But I'd rather see Colby win than Leon. How about you? I I don't I would probably bet Leon. I've but as like of from a value standpoint, I would probably take Colby because he's plus money. I see Colby by if he wins by decision. I don't see Colby like finishing Leon Edwards. He's hard to that guy he doesn't get finished. Leon doesn't get finished. Doesn't get finished. On yeah. an eleven fight win streak. So you're so you're saying Leon or Colby's gonna if Colby go the wins distance? if Colby wins it'll be a decision like the Masvidal fight like okay. how he ragdoll Masvidal like the entire fight yeah I think that that's how the fight would play out yeah Colby I've, Colby by decision and like he'll like out you know strike him and he'll mix in the takedowns and stuff that's how I see Colby winning yeah. decision I agree I I could see him you know winning like maybe rounds three four and five like you said earlier mm-hmm. um. But I think, I think Leon, if 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 Colby is going to win, that's how it's going to be. But I could also see Leon going the distance and just kind of point fighting, like, yeah, like kickboxing, kind of like how Adesanya does, make it really boring, kind of how Leon is, you know, aside from that knockout. But yeah, if I had to bet, I'd probably go Leon by decision, barely, just boring. But boring if Colby, I think Leon has to knock him out because if if. Colby gets him into the rounds three, four, and five. He he's shown that he can gas out Leon Edwards. Yeah, I mean he gassed out in both the Usman fights pretty much. I mean he's shredded right now though. Yeah, but some people genetically just have better cardio. Yeah, you know, and Colby's got the best cardio. Leon's a little. He seems like I know he's taller too, but he seems like bulkier. Mm-hmm. And you would think like we know wrestling dominates in UFC. Wrestling, if 
you're going to start UFC and you're going to start with an elite skill set, everybody would pick wrestling. The, the wrestlers win. They beat the strikers. So just on that fact, if like I didn't look at the stats and I didn't look at the records and you told me just like what this guy's better at and what this guy's better at, you told me fighter B is the better wrestler and has way better cardio, I would automatically bet fighter B. What about you? If I just told you, you didn't know the names, right? You didn't know these fighters. You didn't know anything about them, but you're knowledgeable about fighting, right? And I told you fighter A was a better striker. Fighter B is a better wrestler. Fighter A is a better kickboxer. Fighter B has better cardio, better clinch work. Who would you pick? I'd pick fighter B for sure. Yeah, I'd probably go fighter B. I mean, we've seen it. The wrestlers beat the strikers every time. Makachev, Khabib, they win. John Jones, like they beat everybody. Yeah. But Daniel Cormier, all the elite wrestlers, they dominate UFC. Henry Cejudo dominate UFC. But I think Edwards' takedown defense is, is pretty elite, you know, mm-hmm. especially, you know, preparing for Usman all those times. I know it's a different fight, but. But even if you look at, like, go to, like, lightweight, right? Charles Oliveira beats all the types, top strikers, beats Poirier, beats Gaethje, beats Chandler. Bro, all the ground guys win. All the time. Yep. UFC is dominated by the ground. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I know that that sounds like Colby's going to win. Um, I just think Leon, you know, he has an impressive, you know, 11-fight win streak. I think he's, you know, he's, he's still hungry. He's not an older fighter. I think Colby's a little bit older. Maybe. He's 32, I think, Colby. Oh, is he? And I Leon. thought he was closer to Masvidal's age. Let me see how old he is. I think he's. I thought he was like 34, 35. Older? Yeah, I might be wrong, but oh, he's thirty-five. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he's been. Colby's been around for but a Leon's while. But Leon's thirty-two. Yeah. Um, I know age isn't age isn't the all end all tell all. I just think Leon's kind of closer to his prime, or maybe on the way out of his prime, and Colby's kind of past his prime. But that's debatable because, arguably. He fought two close fights with the greatest welterweight of all time, Kamaru Usman. Yeah. And even to this day, I would still say prime Kamaru Usman is better than Leon Edwards. Mm, yeah. Because he dominated Leon Edwards in that first fight. But I mean, <laughs> styles make fights and context matters in these fights. Obviously, resume-wise, Kamaru Usman is better. Leon Edwards is not going to get a resume like that. He's not going to have like 15, 16 title defenses. defenses it's not going to yeah. happen. But, but he's beat that guy twice. So his confidence He has beat him like, twice. His skill level has obviously gone up, and his confidence level is through the roof now. And he's on that win streak. He hasn't taken two years off. You know, unless you're John Jones, you can, you know, John Jones can take two, year, two or three years off. But, but isn't that wild? So... Usman and Leon Edwards, they fought 10 rounds, right? I would say Usman won seven, eight of those rounds. Maybe he definitely has the majority of the rounds over Leon Edwards. Yep. It's just that one head kick. That one head kick changed everything. And then then he won a, a split decision in the third fight. So they gave Leon three rounds and Usman two. Yep. So Usman won six or seven rounds out of 10. Doesn't matter. And he still lost both fights. That's crazy. Yep. That's wild. But all right. That's Let, why we love the UFC, though. <laughs> UFC is great. It's honestly, I think it's going to be like the number one sport in the next five years for sure. It could be. It's great. All right. Let's move on 
to trending topics. Let's go. All right. My voice cracked there. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. All right. We're working overtime tonight. Rank these movies blindly without knowing what movie comes next. Okay. The Dark Knight. Ooh, Ooh, these are all good movies too, by the way. So, can you give me a hint? Are they all? No, nah, like, I can't. The Dark Knight. Are they all like action? I comic? can't. I can't tell you. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is honestly wonderful. I could watch The Dark Knight a million times. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Definitely in the top ten for sure. Yeah, I think Heath Ledger absolutely absolutely stole the spotlight from um, Bruce Wayne. Not Bruce Wayne. Um, the Batman. The Batman. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'll I'll put the Dark Knight right now at number two. And number two, going a little conservative there. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, that's close. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen of all time. Yeah, from a you know a guy standpoint, like fighter jets, motorcycles, military. I remember we walked out of the theater and we're like, that was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. In the yeah. last 10 years, that was probably the greatest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I would agree. It, that's one of those movies you have to watch in the movie theater on the big screen. And I think, we, I know you went and watched it like three times. I know I at least got there twice. I I may have watched it three times already. But where are you ranking it? Above Up. or below The Dark Knight? Mm, damn, that's really tough. It's honestly, I could put it at number one, but man, the Dark Knight was so good. I'll put it at number one. Number I think one, Top Gun was okay. Yeah, I think it was real good. Scarface. Oh damn, Scarface gonna have to go at number three for me. Yeah, Scarface. To me, Scarface is my favorite movie of all time. I yeah. love Scarface. It's so good. Al Pacino. I think that was his greatest performance over The Godfather's. Yeah, that and that's it's impressive. So good. That's it's impressive. So good, man. Yeah, the way he's able to like embody that that cuban accent to go from like italian mob to like cuban immigrant gangster like they better never remake that movie ever yeah they were they were talking about it but that would be that would be criminal a travesty yeah yeah. it'd be a travesty yeah man scarface would honestly i mean i have to put it at three but it i it i would if i knew those those movies we'll re we will re-rank After. Okay. Okay. Eight Mile. Oh, wow. Eight Mile is up there for me. Remember, you got one more after this, so. Man, yeah. I mean, these are all, like, different. This is a good one because these are all different kind of, like, genres of movies. I'll put it at at number four. At number four. And then the last one is Friday. Oh, okay. With Smokey and, uh, or Chris Tucker and uh, Ice Cube. Yeah, I just went. We went and watched Chris Tucker stand up comedy a couple weeks ago. He Dude, was he's so funny. He was still funny as hell, man. He's old now. I didn't. I couldn't believe he was in his fifties already. That's so. Crazy. If you knew what those movies were without ranking them blindly, how would that list play out? For me, if I was ranking that, I would go Scarface, Top Gun Maverick, The Dark Knight, Friday Eight Mile. That's how I would do it. Yeah. Man, Scarface is is definitely up there for me. I'm I'm gonna keep top Eight Miles last on that list for me. Yeah, it, it'd probably be last, and yeah. that's that's tough to say because Eight Miles is a good movie, but it would be last. Eight Miles is a, a sad movie. It's like you don't really see an Eminem. You know, has had a sad life. Even when he got famous and got money, he was you know going through some stuff, family stuff. So it, it's kind of like a, it's a good motivational story, but it's kind of sad. So I. 
I think I understand why it would be down there. Scarface to me, like just seeing the come up and that Miami lifestyle in the eighties. So good, bro. Honestly. So would that be one? I th- damn. Scarface, Top Gun, Maverick, Dark Knight, Friday, Eight Mile. Rank it now. You already did it blindly. I'll put Scarface at one. Not be not the message like the you know drug dealer message, but just the overall like scope. Scope and and scenes like pictures, that. pictures from that movie. I would have to put Scarface. Movie was one. way over its time. Yeah, my opinion. So Scarface one, what would be two? Two for me. I'm gonna go. Man, Top Gun and Dark Knight is like neck and neck. I got the Top Gun edging it out by a little bit. Yeah, I just think Top Gun is one of the greatest movies of all time. Honestly, Top Gun Maverick for sure. It was why though, like the the picture, like. The, the real realistic. I just think the story, right? And then the, the some last, of that was fake. Like, well, of course, but the last like thirty minutes of the movie, the fighting scenes in that was incredible. Yeah, honestly. And Tom Cruise, that was one of his per- best performances I've ever seen. He was amazing in that movie. So, yeah, I would go. I would go Top Gun, Maverick two, and then Dark Knight three. Yeah, man, I'm. I'm going to edge it out. I'm going to give Dark Knight Dark number Knight. two. Okay. I just, like I said, I just think Heath Ledger had a, a masterful performance. It's a, you know, they're both long movies, but I just think the story, the overall story of the Dark Knight was like, there was more like moving parts and more like detail, it's good. attention to detail, but it's close. Like I wouldn't be mad mm-hmm. at Top Gun at one. So I'll go Dark Knight two, Top Gun three. Friday, Friday fourth because it's comedy. Yeah, dude, Friday is one of the funniest movies ever. Yeah, <laughs> I so like comedy. Good. I it's like so good. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to another ranking. Rank these legendary athletes blindly without knowing what comes next. Okay. okay. Tom Brady. That's put, a tough one right off the bat. The goat. I'll put Tom Brady at number one. We're in football season. He's the GOAT, by far, one of the greatest athletes ever. Number one. I'll put him okay. at number one, yeah. Serena Williams. Wow. I've, I'm going to be honest. I don't I don't really follow tennis. I know she has, like, a ton of championships. or Greatest whatever. woman tennis player of all time. I don't know. If, do they call them championships or medals or whatever that is? The winning, she wins a lot. So I, I'll put her at, like, number three. Number three? Okay. Yep. Tiger Woods. Damn. Um, I know Tiger Woods. Man, I'll put Tiger Woods. That's tough. That's tough. Because I know you're going to throw another. Oh, the the next two are, they're all legendary athletes, so. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm a big Tiger fan. I saw him when I was a little kid at Doral. Go with your gut. What do you think, Tiger Woods? I'll, I'll put Tiger Woods at four. I don't love it. You couldn't do the disrespect and put him at five, huh? No, I definitely wouldn't put him at five, but. I'd probably have him over Serena just by a little bit, but he's at four. Mike Tyson. So I'm to me with your ranking, this is easy. This is an easy one for me. But it's your it's your ranking, so. So me personally, like I know Mike Tyson is a legend, a living legend. Legend. But to me, he's not like one of the greatest boxers ever. He is one of the greatest boxers ever. Don't say that on. <laughs> I think, like, 
Like Floyd Mayweather's got a way more impressive Re- resume. Mike Tyson has some losses, right? He's got yeah. some upsets and everything like that. So that's what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you're you're talking about Tom Brady with seven Super Bowls, uh, Serena Williams with probably you know double digit wins or championships. Tiger Woods double digits. Uh, you so know, Mike Tyson, where's he going? He's going at five. For at me. five, okay. And the last one is Kobe Bryant. Yeah. See, so that's a really good ranking: Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, Serena, Tiger, yeah. Mike Tyson. That's really good. I w- doing it blindly. Yeah, I'm not mad at um, Serena and Tiger, but I probably would have flip flopped them only because I don't really follow tennis. Mm-hmm. But I know Serena Williams is a a living legend, so I- I'm happy with it. That's a good one. Yep. All right, check this one out. All right, so rank these sports anchors and journalists blindly without knowing who or what comes next. Okay. Okay. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. I like Stephen A. a lot better than most people. I've been watching Stephen A. since I was like a 10-year-old kid <laughs> um, on ESPN. The old, old ESPN where he was standing. Stephen A. is an OG. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is. He was standing in you know Madison Square Garden at the old ESPN studio in New York City. To me, he's like, I want to put him at one, but I, I'm afraid you're going to say somebody else. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put Stephen A at number two. Stephen A at number two. Okay, Chris Broussard. Oh man, Chris Broussard. <laughs> no disrespect to Buddy, but his opinions are absolute freaking garbage. Uh huh. So where's he going? Especially football. I'm gonna put him at number five. Number five. Okay. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. I'm a I I'm a fan of Pat McAfee. A lot of people think he's. Um, a lot of people don't know he's one of the best punters like from our generation. Oh, yeah. And he's got a good podcast too. Yeah, he's got a good podcast. You know, he's kind of revitalized college game day. It was getting a little boring with Lee Corso, obviously aging. Um, not the same Lee Corso. Yeah, I like Pat McAfee. He's good. Yeah, I like him. He's and people don't I was telling my dad the other day, like this guy played in the NFL for like fifteen years and was the best punter, maybe one of the best punters ever. So I I'll put him at number what have we done? Two so far? You got Stephen A at two, Chris Broussard at five, and then McAfee. Where's he going? I'll put McAfee at three. At three? Right now. Okay. Yeah. Skip Bayless. Skip is going to go at four. At four, yeah. For me. I probably would have put Skip Bayless at five. <laughs> I don't hate Skip Bayless as much as everybody else does. I don't... I think he's... I don't think he's bad for... I think right now he's too old and... I don't like his attitude, but I understand why he does what he does. It's for clicks. No, he's for, definitely, I, in the sports world, I think he's a net positive, even though he gets hate. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes his his takes do hit, but controversy sells. And Absolutely. That's what I was trying to say. That's why. You know, yeah. That's what I was trying to people say. People don't want to see boring ass shit, so that's why whether people hate Skip Bayless, he still gets views. Yeah. So. And that's controversial. Like when you yeah. said Colby Covington is is better for the UFC, I like the I like the boring guys. I like the respectful guys. I like Leon, guys man. like Leon Edwards. I like guys like Khabib that don't talk trash. I like the guys that just do what they do and are respectful and nice. So skip at four. So skips at four for me. And then Shannon Sharp's the last one. Oh, Shannon Sharp. So what did I have to put him at? Uh, at number one. Okay. So your list would have been Shannon, Stephen A., McAfee, Skip, Broussard. Yeah, I was hoping you were gonna put um, Stuart Scott in there. Um, that he was gonna be my I'd number put one him in there. Yeah, yeah. Forgot about him. He's a legend. I think if I was doing that list, I'd probably put 
Stephen A. Number one. That's tough. I'd probably put Stephen A. And then probably McAfee, Sharp, Bayless, Broussard. Yeah. A lot of people like Shannon Sharp though. I like him. He's entertaining. Shannon Sharp. Yeah, I like I like Shannon Sharp. I like hearing his football takes. I don't like his basketball takes. Um, he's really really biased towards LeBron. Oh, dude, that shit's annoying as hell. That's why yeah. I put him at three. For yeah. Sure. If he would just, and I know he's he's doing it for good reason for him because he's trying to build that friendship with LeBron. But that's yeah. Some of his takes are awful too. Like he's already got Mahomes over like Brady. That shit's crazy. Yeah. In my opinion. But I got one more for you, and then we'll move on to yours. Okay. Guess their net worth. Joe Rogan. Rogan's got some money. I don't think he's as rich as most people would think. I, I'd say he's when he had that Spotify deal, that that made him really wealthy. Yeah, I'd say big. Yeah, I'd say like five hundred million, something like that. Two hundred and forty five million. Okay. So that was not yeah. bad. I Not thought bad. Spotify maybe broke him off a little more money, but two hundred fifty is a lot of a lot of money. It's a lot. Kylie Jenner. I know Kylie Jenner is a billionaire. So I'd say like one point three. She actually lost some money, so she's now she's worth six hundred and eighty million. Wow. Ooh, but <laughs> you know that's still a lot of money. That's still. I thought she was a billionaire too, but said she lost some money. So she's probably. You know, bad investments, something like that. But si- not crying about seven hundred million. The Rock. Ooh, The Rock. I don't think he's he's not a billionaire. I don't think. I'd say he's fucking rich though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he was this rich, but he's rich. I'd say like eight hundred. Eight hundred on the dot. Wow. Ding ding, bro. The Rock is rich. That's He'll probably insane. be a billionaire soon. Honestly, that's insane. He's like man. in every movie now, dude. I feel like I see The Rock in every single movie. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has got some money. I'd say he's been doing it longer than The Rock. But, but is he richer than The Rock? I don't think he's richer than The Rock. I think The Rock is... Because The Rock's just pumping out those movie roles. I mean, the guy was in every... Uh, the Fast and the Furious and, and not all just, the Disney shit. So. Yeah, and the Disney shit is big for him. Not just movies, but he's on ESPN. He's back on WWE. WWE he's, yeah. He's doing... like He does everything. Tom Cruise is more... He's got a tequila brand and everything. Yeah, the rocks. Yeah, levels. I feel like yeah. I feel like Tom Cruise picks and chooses what he wants to be a part of. I know he's got that. I think he's into like Scientology, like that shit in Clearwater. Um, I don't know if he makes any money off that. I'll, I'll, I'll say Tom Cruise is like six or five hundred million, maybe six hundred million. Yeah, Tom Cruise. It's pretty good. It's a lot. Last one, Zendaya. Zendaya, I don't know much about Zendaya. I think she makes music, right? Or is she an actor? She's a both actress. Yeah. You know what she looks like, right, Zendaya? Yeah, I know what she yeah. looks like. Is she like Disney and all that? Disney. She was in the uh, new Spider-Man movies. Oh, okay. With uh, Tom Holland. She's got some movie money. I'd say say like $80 million. $20 million. She's 27, though, so it's <laughs> impressive. $20 million, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. All righty. Do you have trends for me? Yes, sir. So... I'm going to ask you to rank these muscle cars blindly. Oof, and okay. there's going to be six of them, not five. Okay, six. All right. The first one is the Ford Mustang. And there's six? Yep. Five. Okay. Next one is the Pontiac GTO. 
I got to put it at six, bro. Honestly. Damn. <laughs> Tried me. All right. Pontiac, I mean, the GTOs are good, but they're not in business anymore, Pontiac. So True. I have to, by that logic, I have to put it at six. That's a good take. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Dodge Charger. These are all American? Yeah, American muscle. A Charger? Yeah. Four. Okay. So you got Mustang at five, GTO at six, Charger at four. Yep. Um, last three, Camaro. Chevy Camaro. I'm going to put the Camaro at two because the top of the line Camaro, the Z01, is a better all-around car than the Charger, Challenger, Pontiac. Like, if you just put, like, everything into perspective, like, aerodynamics, speed, track, it's the best all-around car. So Handling. Handling. So I would put Camaro at two. I like it. And then, obviously, you know, I'm going to throw the Corvette in there. Oh, number one. The Corvette's number one for sure. That what? is the quintessential American car. Why? American muscle car. Corvette? I mean, it's just, it has more nostalgia and it's more prestigious. The most expensive American muscle car. So I'd put the Corvette at number one. So are, are you a fan of what Corvette's doing with the mid-engine motors? Like, do you feel like they're kind of steering away from American muscle having the I, I mean, the I, I always like the front-engine cars, but... I like it on the fact that they are trying to push the limits of what an American car can do, and they're trying to get the best performance out of a car like that. And it's more of a sports car than the Camaro. They're both Chevy, but it's more of a sports car. I, I feel like the Camaro is more of a muscle car. So they're taking their sports car, and they're trying to compete with like Ferrari, Lambo. So I respect it. Okay. Yep. And then last one. Is the Dodge Challenger, which could be the Demon, you know, the Hellcat. And I think by default, I'd put it at three. At three. Yeah. yeah. I like that list. I mean, I think that's a solid list. That's how you'd rank that's it. That's probably how I would rank it. I'm a little biased because I used to have a Camaro Z01, and that was, I like that car more than the Corvettes. That thing was a freaking beast. The Camaro yeah. Z01, I love that car. Yeah. It was so nice. That's a good list, man. I like it. But, Probably, like, objectively, if you gave me, like, a demon, it could probably go number two. Yeah. Or, like, a Hellcat Red Eye. I could see it going number two for sure. Those things are badass, man. Yeah. All right. And then this next one, the last one I got for you, and you're going to have to kind of pull these up as I read them to you. I want, And, you know, we're in the holiday times. I want you to rank the looks or the style of these three NBA basketball Christmas edition shoes. Okay. So, I got to look at what those look like. Yeah. Now. So you can pull all three of them up and then kind of just put like top to bottom. And it's just style. Like, okay. What do you think? So the first one is the Nike LeBron X Christmas. And I guess you're going to have to rank them blindly. Okay. It's the red shoe. Yep. Five, five of them. No, it's just three. Three? Yep. These are not bad. I'll go number two. Okay. Next one. And that was so that was released on December 26, 2012. Mm -hmm. um, next one is the KD5 Christmas. What is it? KD5 Christmas? Yep. Ooh, these are pretty good. I like these better than Le the LeBrons. I just feel like the last one you're going to give me 
I'll put these at one. Actually, I like these. Okay. Yeah. And then the last one is the iconic Nike Kobe Six. Oh, come on, Grinch <laughs> edition. Oh yeah, those those would be number one. But putting those at a, uh, yeah, those are hot. I put those at number one for sure. The Grinch. Yeah, I'd probably put Kobe, KD, LeBron's. Yeah. I don't really like the LeBron shoes. Yeah. Too much. They're like, yeah, they're like okay for Christmas, but those those Kobe Grinches they resell at nine hundred dollars. That's per crazy, pair. bro. That they're like. They're like almost like Jordans. They're like everybody tries to get those. I think the Kobe's look the best. I just don't like the low top. Yeah. Like I'm not a low top guy like playing basketball. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I don't know That's how risky. Kobe was able to do yeah. that. I mean, he's Kobe. So. Alrighty. All right, guys, that'll do it for us. Podcast episode 31. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcast. And then make sure you follow us on our YouTube channel. We post daily clips. And thank you guys for listening. We will see you on the next episode. Yeah, they tried but couldn't stop us. Watch it. Yeah, we rocking. Hot as Puerto Rico. We the way. Going and place your bets. Check the over under. We the phase. Yeah. There's no debate. We the greatest, but we debating. Your favorite's greater. Raise the points of discussion. Then we push it. Feeling like Michael Jordan with the Bulls Feeling like I'm about to raise KG with the Timberwolves I'm getting pulled in all kinds of directions To the game, yeah, you know that that's the best one So just watch or just listen to the guys Tune in to the show, Joe and Joey on the ride So just watch or just listen to the guys Tune in to the show, Joe and Joey on the ride